Welcome to the You, Me and the GP radio show, a health exercise and nutrition show for over 40s who want to get back to their best. Discover how to keep yourself fit, healthy and full of energy. Each week, your hosts Rich Clark and Dr. Mark Daniels will answer your questions and interview special guests. Rich Clark is an exercise scientist and nutritionist who helps over 40s thrive, not just survive in today's busy world. Dr. Mark Daniels is a practicing GP with 25 years experience. He's had notable success with his patients using simple dietary changes rather than medication to provide improvements. Living in Wales with their families, they see the effect poor health has on people on a daily basis and how easily it can be turned around. Sit back and enjoy our tips and advice. Hello and welcome to another episode of You, Me and the GP. It's uh, me in the dark, ready to rock. We've had a ton of questions uh, sent in by you guys, so things are really uh, gaining momentum now. So thank you to all the question senders. Mark's on the other end of the line there. How are you, Mark? I'm good, I'm good. No problems. Enjoying myself. Um, we've got a big event coming up. We're going to the Revolution Health are going to the um, European Inferno CrossFit Games in Cardiff and we're going to be there. So if anyone is going to that event, come along and say hello. We'll be peddling our wares there. All right, when's that? Saturday and Sunday. Oh, oh that's the, that's what's Saturday and Sunday. What, that's about the seventh and eighth of August, right? Oh, fantastic! You love that. You you love CrossFit, of course, and those events are the the pinnacle of the sport, really on on display, aren't they? Yeah, basically. I, mean, I don't. I mean, there'd be some CrossFitters will be interested in our stuff, you know, the, the overtrainers and all that. But I'm more interested in the the spectators, you know, the, the fat family members, and see, if, you know, see if we can get spark their interest to get a bit healthier, mate. You know, you're going to be in Wales at the end of the day. You won't have to uh, throw your, your net very far to see uh, potential uh, customers. But I think just, you know, if I'm – I was going to talk about this a little bit later on, but a lot of the CrossFitters and people who are – they are the worried well. Yeah, absolutely. So, like we've said in the past, us really, a lot of people who use our services, the people who couldn't give a shit about them their health – they they're gonna walk past you. They're gonna go straight to the pork roll and 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 um, you know uh, kind of barbecue bloody baguette or whatever. So yeah, mate, um, that'll be a great event. And I, I think if I know it rightly, it's thousands and thousands of people gonna be there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So it's gonna be fantastic. Cool. All right. Well, without further ado, we'll get stuck into the questions as there are many of them. First one. From a young lady, Jan, 60 years old, I would like to know, hi Rich and Dr. Daniels, I would like to know if there's anything I can do with my nutrition to help my health. I have been a vegetarian for many years, but have recently started to eat a little meat and fish. I suffer from carotid plaques. My main issue is the basilar artery and posterior artery. I have arthritis and the doctors now suspect rheumatism. After listening to your show, I think maybe I should cut out the beans and pulses, for example. I'm on cloppy dogrel and amyltryptyline. Uh, I take vitamin C and fish oil. What else can I do? Thanks, Jan. Right, okay. Uh, so I suppose we'd better first explain to the listeners what carotid plaques, bacillar artery, etc. is. Basically, uh, the carotids and bacillar are the uh, arteries that go up to your head. 
And if they get blocked up, you can get things called TIAs, which are transient ischemic attacks, which are like mini strokes. Yep. You can get big strokes. So uh, it's, it's serious stuff. But she's on, she's on the treatment. She's on Copy Dog, which is a, yeah, it makes your, your blood thinner. So it's basically posh aspirin. Um, what can she do? I mean, I think um, eating little meat and fish is going to make a big difference because she gets some decent protein into her. Lower um, her carbohydrates to try and reduce her plaques. That would help. Um, really, I mean, healthy lifestyle, so some gentle exercise. Um, keep the weight off, really. I mean, the, 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 big, the big thing about this is, you know, you, you make these plaques by eating too much sugary stuff. So if she can cut down on the, on the carbohydrate and eat more fat and uh, don't be afraid of the fat. We've got plenty of things about fat coming up later, but um, don't be afraid of the fat, especially decent fats. Um, and, eat, and eat the meat and fish will help because if you're eating a, a vegetarian diet, you are eating a lot of carbohydrates and you're eating uh, little protein or what's called third world protein, which is like beans and pulses, which has got a bit of protein, but still mainly carbohydrate. So she will, she will help her eating, eating fish, especially oily fish. That'll help her a lot. Um, yeah. uh, I would get, I'll get plenty of sun, get some, take some, take some vitamin D. I mean, it's like an old record when you say get plenty of sun and take vitamin D, but that, they are important. Repetition uh, is key to learning. Yeah. Uh, what, what, anything else you want to add to that? Not really. Obviously, it's not my area. Oh. I've spoken to this woman. She's a, fr- a friend, and uh, my mother's friend. Yeah. The other thing I would say, sorry, uh, my my friend's mother, I should say, it's gone, yeah. gone, Mark. I mean, she's all about the arthritis rooms. The arthritis rooms always always tickles me. They are the same. I mean, rheumatism is arthritis, mm-hmm. but the um, I would go with the uh, get rid of the nightshades because it's, it's it is a good thing to get rid of nightshades and see if that works just for a month. I mean, nightshades yeah. are potatoes, tomatoes. Eggplants, avocado, not avocados. Um, uh, the purple stuff. Uh, <laughs> I know. Um, uh, aubergine. <laughs> aubergine. That's the one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> tomatoes and potatoes. But, but uh, cut those out because sometimes they can interfere with uh, with arthritis. So it, you know, it's worth trying that. And as um, she said about the beans and pulses, she's yeah, right along I those agree, lines there. Because they're they're pro-inflammatory. That's yeah, a good idea. Cut those out. Yeah. Mm. So there basically, is, the anti-inflammatory diet again here. Then exactly. We're talking anti-inflammatory diet. Yeah. And uh, cut down the carbohydrates for, because of the carotid plant, which is obviously far more serious. Mm-hmm. But well, one good note, you've got to have this, like 90 to 95% before they do anything about it and operate or anything. So even if you've got a few plaques, it's not the end of the world, right? No, no. Um, she's uh, oh, she's a positive woman. She sort of you know gets stuff done. But as with any health problems, you can uh, take the edge off anybody's um, kind of uh, vitality. So if there's any more... She can be doing. There we are, Jan. There's a few tips there. Thanks, uh, Dr. Daniels. So, uh, yeah, basically, people come up to me and ask the doctor this for me. And um, this oh, hold, on, hold on, Rich. You disappeared for a while there. Oh, sorry. Yeah, well, just in case anybody uh, missed that. Just, yeah, a lot of people uh, say to me these days, they're like, oh, can you ask the doctor this for me? And uh, So it's great that uh, we, we, we got the ability for the show. So, okay, second question. Before they do that, tell them to put a, a review on iTunes as well. Oh yeah, get the reviews on iTunes. There we've um, we haven't been pushing the iTunes stuff as much. So yeah, thank you, Mark. Good reminder. I a craft question too. One of my question I've been looking forward to answering because it's about sex. Uh, hi, Rich and Doctor Mark. I was wondering if it's a good idea to have sex before I run a marathon, or should I say? Will sex affect my running performance the next day? Thanks, Sarah, 45 off a woman. Ha <laughs> ha. So, 
Can I go for right? So I'll go first. So I've, I've, I've already got a joke. I've got nothing else. Go on. I've got it. Jokes first. No, I'm, always. I'm sorry, jokes joking, first. But, I mean, my wife won't have sex before she goes shopping. So you know, because <laughs> 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 it ruins her performance. Oh so. well, if if it'll ruin the shopping performance, I'm all for it. Um, the bloody credit card. Anyway, so yeah, basically, um, historically, they'd say to sports people, sportsmen and stuff like that, uh, but sports people not to expend themselves, as it were. And I've heard of the similar theory being used in horse racing and that all racehorses are virgins until they retire. And that is to keep, they keep all the energy and all that inside them. But whereas more recent research, um, they've had a real look at this, obviously some motivated men out there weren't getting enough sex or whatever, They've got together and uh, they formed a support group and got some research going, and it's actually proven to have no negative effect on performance, and it can actually boost performance because it keeps you nice and relaxed and you get a good night's sleep and stuff. But there are a few caveats, one being not immediately before, as in like the morning or whatever, Um, and also if the sex includes um, alcohol and uh, or even drugs or anything like that, then uh, obviously that's not, not a good idea. But the answer to Sarah is, yes, you should have sex before you run your marathon. Um, it's healthy and um, it will do you uh, good. So um, obviously, uh, what do you, what's your sort of thing on that, Mark? What's your instinct? Uh, like, or what would your historic advice would be? You know, what's your advice these days on that? Subject, or wouldn't it? I don't, I don't tend to get asked that question, to be honest. I don't think anyone <laughs> runs marathons. Plenty <laughs> of people do, to be fair. No, I, I don't. If people say, should I, how should I say, it's entirely up to you, whatever will relax you. Mm, brilliant. And there's uh, the guy, um, um, one of the snooker players, I forget, I think it was Hunter, uh, the snooker player. I watched snooker, I left the snooker. He was losing about 7 or 8 2 to somebody and uh, he went off in the interval and um, had a bit of relaxation therapy that we're talking about and he came back and he'd won uh, like 10-9 or something like that and people asked him after, well, what did you do? Stuff like that, you know, and uh, he told him the truth, uh, what what he'd done. Um, so that was uh, quite funny. But anyway, next question, please. Uh, hi, Rich and Mark. I try and eat healthy I have lots of veg and butter, uh, quality carbs, uh, good fats, olive oil, avocado, coconut oil, less fruits, nuts, eggs, fish, blah, 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 blah. Uh, but I work on the oil rigs, so it can be difficult working offshore and from, from hotels. But now and again, say once a week or 10 days, I get to the point where I just feel I need to eat loads and it doesn't satisfy me. I seem to have a bottomless pit. I need three times what I normally would. Um, nothing will satisfy me or fill me up. Do you know if this is due to not eating enough on the other seven days? Is it boredom? Could it be body craving something I'm missing, salt, etc.? Um, do others have similar binges when nothing hit the spot? Does Mark know of a psychological reason? Sleep stress, da 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 Thanks, Rob. Okay. Uh, do you want to start, Mark? Yeah. Uh, yeah, the... The first, he comes up with a good point that he may not be eating enough. That's perfectly true. He may not be eating enough, especially he's probably not eating enough fat. So, yeah, you could, you could take that on. But there is another more interesting way. He may be low on serotonin. 
I mean, he's a, he's a slim guy. He, he has a stressful time. And people who are low on serotonin, I mean, serotonin is, is basically you, you, to combat that. The drug companies, I mean, it's the biggest prescribed drug in America is Prozac. So it's, a, it's called an SSRI. It, it, yes. You drink this serotonin, makes you happy, all right? But if you've got serotonin deficiency, you, you get low self-esteem, insomnia, phobias, panic attacks, eating disorders, depression, anger, uh, obsessive behaviors. But you get this craving for sweets, chocolates, and binge eating. Now, people who, you know, you can get serotonin deficiency by being stressed. You can get it when you're not getting enough sun. You can get it when you're, you're um, not exercising enough, if you're not getting enough B vitamins, calcium, magnesium, vitamin D. So you need all these things. And if you, if you, if, if, if someone has, so anyone likes chocolate, like me, likes chocolate, you get a buzz out of chocolate because it raises your serotonin, because it causes insulin to be released, which gets rid of all the sugar and everything, but leaves tryptophan, which makes serotonin. So you, the bottom line here is it's worth thinking about things that lower your serotonin, all those things I've just said, and trying to raise them. I mean, exercise raises your serotonin. That's why after a workout... He is, um, I'd say, I, I, you should have really put this on, on here, I know, Robin. He's, yeah, well, I, he's I, I exercising, of course. Uh, he's exercising for a triathlon? Yeah. I mean, he's, 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 but then again, he could be getting stressed because he, you know, he's can be raising his cortisol because he's getting, exercising too much. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Raising his cortisol. And that, that can again give you this, these binge eating. And a lot of people who binge eat is because they're low on serotonin. It, you, you get sort of people who are miserable. They binge eat because they're low on serotonin. So it's, it's worth trying to raise your serotonin. I mean, there are lots of different ways of doing it. Yeah. Go on. Well, exercises, exercises is the main one. Yeah. Eating, cleaning up your diet, getting rid of the sugars is, is, is the next one, all right? Because if you clean up the sugar, get rid of the sugars, you don't, you don't sort of deplete, sorry, not deplete, you don't, um, overstimulate. If you eat lots of sugars, you overstimulate your serotonin receptors and they, they, they give up. So it's like, it's like you, you, you're giving it too much information and it can't take it all in. So in fact, you actually get resistant to serotonin. So if you eat too much sugar, you get resistant to serotonin. So you actually get depressed. Mm. If you eat too much of it, you know, if you eat just binge, you don't get it. You don't get the, the switching off of the serotonin receptors. But if you eat lots of sugar all the time, they become switched off. And so you, you get depressed and you binge eat, et cetera, et cetera. So get rid of the sugars, do re- a, a reasonable exercise, get plenty of uh, vitamin D, get plenty of magnesium, vitamin B vitamins, calcium. That, all those things will help. Uh, I would say myself, um, all that is good, uh, solid advice. And if someone was getting the cravings a lot more regularly, rather than once a week or 10 days, if it was like every day or whatever, like you say, and they got all this, then I'd go down that road, but knowing Rob a bit more, and I, I have that advantage or whatever, then if it's just every 10 days or whatever, and it does like have a bit of a refeed, when these guys are doing like the high mileage, like, you know, 15 mile r- runs and like 40 mile bike rides or 50 mile bike rides plus, then sometimes they can't keep up with themselves um, eating wise. And then it does kick in and every sort of um, 7 to 14 days you grab what's called a refeed where you do have a higher actual calorie or a higher carbohydrate day. But, you know, I, I, I yeah, that's basically, I, I would just, I wouldn't, like, I'm, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, yeah, I, I wouldn't overthink it. Yeah. And um, I, I'm coming to that theory quite a lot lately that, um, and Rob's a great example of it. 
Uh, he's he's fit, he's healthy, he's strong, he's in good nick and all that. He's a worried well. He's he 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 overthinks this and he sends me these five hundred word emails uh, which have about ten questions in them. Uh, when he's away on the rig and he's got all this time and he did say to me I'm probably bored and all this sort of da 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 da. And um, I think he does overthink it. And it's not just Rob. He's a great example of people generally, the worried well, we overthink things. And we think that there's an answer and there's a something for something. And it, it's not It's not a big deal. It's not a big uh, problem. Go with the flow, man. Have a refeed every 10 days. If it starts becoming more often and more, you know, when you're missing sleep and, like you say, getting stressed and all these other stuff and then pay more attention to it. But if your key performance indicators are there, you're, you're horny, you're sleeping well, you're strong in the gym and you're generally healthy and free from illness, crack on. Um, okay, last question for this episode, Matt. Yep, correct. Okay. Um, hi, Richard, Mark. How do you deal with no gym for two weeks? What can I do to keep my body moving, etc.? Thanks, Julie, 43. Right, I'll, 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 go, I'll, go, I'll go and give myself a drink, man. This is one for you. Um, I basically would say to this uh, that I get it a lot. People are going on holidays, one thing or another. They like to exercise. One of the principles of training is uh, reversibility. So after around about 7 to 10 days, you are going to start to lose the benefits of any training that you've done. So just to keep yourself topped up or ticking over, I would do you know body willing and joints and all that those things aside. I would do some body weight exercises. So for me personally, they would involve um, squats and press ups and pull ups and burpees and these sorts of exercises. You know you can do uh, a lot of leg stuff. For women, sometimes you know they 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 don't they're not able to maybe do press up straight off. So doing things like shoulder press or lateral raise, um, some maybe TRX work for the upper body. That's good. And yeah, just go upper body, lower body circuit. So squats, shoulder press, squat, shoulder press. Do that five rounds, ten minute workout, minute each, uh, five rounds of a minute. That's it. That's all I would do. I wouldn't complicate things at all i'd keep it to one or two maximum three exercises if you wanted to add like i do squats press up sit-ups 10 then i do nine then i do eight then i do seven and i go down to one and that's my workout done and it can that's less than 10 minutes and it's a good little workout it keeps you topped up and gets you out of breath and you know so any combination of an upper body a lower body uh is fine and uh, if you want to do it uh, for half an hour do it for half an hour you want to do three different circuits, so on and so forth. But that's all body weight circuits. Um, obviously, jogging or walking, uh, stairs. You know, you get the chance to do a sprint up a hill, do a sprint up a hill. You know, I, I often say to my uh, kids, I come on, race to here or race to there. And we do like a 100 yard sprint or whatever it is. And uh, I always have to let my son win or whatever. But uh, yeah. So that's it. A bit of um, how to deal with the gym for no weeks. Or you could just have two weeks off, God forbid, and like chill out. <laughs> because, well, I, yeah, uh, that's, that's what I was going to come to. <laughs> to be honest, right? I, I exercise 
36 yeah. weeks in a row, and now I have a week off. Yeah. Just yeah. to let the body recover. Yeah. I think, I think especially as you get older, you need to have, to have a week of just chilling, let the body recover, otherwise you, you, mm. you're getting stressed. Mm. So, I mean, going on a holiday, I mean, if you're going on a sun holiday, you're going to be swimming, you're yeah. going to be doing stuff. You know, yeah, but, totally. Again, again, we're dealing with someone, I mean, I think it's a bit of a, it's a bit sort of, yeah, um, intense. Really. Yeah, yeah. Well, we are as exercise, and I'm on holidays, Mark. I like to go and train in the morning. I do. I like yeah. to go and hit the gym, and uh, it makes me feel good. So, you know, yeah. it's what we like to do. But uh, as you say, chill if you can. But uh, yeah, if you really want to do something and uh, do it fun and and try and make it stuff you don't do, perhaps in the gym, like Mark said, go and like swim and do the climbing wall or whatever it is they got on a holiday place. Cool. All right, that's that episode, Mark. That's kind of almost professionally timed to nearly 20 minutes there, so cool. Thanks. All right. So uh, thanks, everybody. Please keep sending your questions, and please, very important uh, that you leave a review, rate the show, and uh, give us your, your feedback. So as we say in Wales, thank you very much. We will see you on the next, or hear you on the next episode, whatever it is. Thanks. Bye from me. You, me and the GP radio show is intended for general information purposes and is not meant to diagnose, treat or cure any disease. It is not designed to provide specific advice and anyone with a medical problem should seek the advice from their own doctor. Please note, we accept absolutely no responsibility if you turn into a fitter, stronger, more energetic and all-round better version of yourself. To get the show notes, just head on over to richard-clark.co.uk.